0: Time,
1: bitches! Only one more week till Bazoween! The biological clock is ticking! Be in front of your podcast listening devices for the sexy horathon, and remember the big fingering at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your regulation podcast under the stairs crotchless undergarments. The biological clock is ticking! It's almost time to get fingered!
0: (laughs)
2: Everyone and welcome to the podcast under the stairs. This is episode three hundred and ninety-eight. I'm your host, Uncle McLeish. Welcome to the show. And on episode three hundred and ninety-eight, we are tantalisingly close to bringing it in, closing it out, and rinsing it out, and dusting ourselves off, and building it up, and breaking it down, and 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 checking it out, and and rubbing it. No, not rubbing it out, that's a different thing entirely. We're all so close to finishing the summer series, it's unfucking believable ladies and gents. This is the third final episode, uh, and this is another nine episode, and this is 1989. Two episodes remain after this, and then we is done. And you can sit back in your comfy chair, and I can actually finally relax and let out that breath that I've been holding in since fucking July. So, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to, to putting this one to bed. But don't let's get ahead of ourselves here. Three years are left and three important choices remain for that third spot in each of those years. The stakes have never been higher. So, yeah, 1989 on this episode. As for the forecast for the rest of the week, well, yeah, you're getting an episode every day now. Um, I originally thought you might not be, but turns out you are. So, sorry. Um, Yeah. Tomorrow, you're getting 1998 from the summer series. On Thursday, you're getting some movie club action with your reviews of the Peter Strickland movie, Catelyn Varga. Moving beyond that into Friday, our very final summer series episode with 2009. On Saturday, you will be getting Bazawin episode number one. That's right. Oh, it's coming for you. And then on Sunday, 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 you get that double bill of review goodness I'll be sitting down and uh, reviewing the brand new Arrow title, Take Back the Night, with an interview with the director herself and she was an absolute fucking joy to sit and chat to, so I'm looking forward to dropping that. But that'll also double up with the advanced review of Pennywise, the IT documentary, which will also be coming on that episode. So yeah, doubling up for your pleasure. On the t Collective, where to begin with is dropping tonight, looking at Blood Simple. And then on Thursday, 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 you'll be getting a little bit of what the kids like to call some chronicle action. And then, if all that wasn't enough, on Friday, the very final outing of the month, we are bringing you the long-awaited return of Opera Omnia, myself and JP shot sitting down doing that. So all that's left for me to say is welcome to a summer series episode, welcome to the podcast under the stairs, but most importantly, welcome to 1989.
3: You see that crack? All that horror crap, things coming out of crates and eating people, dead people coming back to life, people turning into weeds for Christ's sake.
0: Well, yes, I did, but I... Well, you want
3: to reading that stuff?
0: Well, no, but... All right,
3: then. I took care of it. That's why God made fathers, babe. That's why God made fathers.
1: But I have proof, and... Tonight, I'm going to show you
0: something. Every humiliation which stood in his way Could be swept aside By the simple act of annihilation Murder Blitz my place, you dumb bitch Murder Please, dumb dick! Here we are I believe in the day life eternal as promised to us by our Lord Jesus Christ!
4: It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man.
0: Oi! 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 What do you want? By this simple act of annihilation. Murder. Wolfman's got an art! Most of all, fuck you! Fuck you, asshole. That's fucking crazy, man. Ted! Hey, Ted, where the hell is the grow? God Goddamn motherfucker, got blood all over my best clown suit! Stupid bitch, you fucking slut! Hurrah! Did you fuck with me? Most of all, fuck you! Because I cut off his legs. And his arm. And his head. And I'm gonna do the same to you.
2: Welcome back ladies and gents. So here we are, the second episode of the week. This is 1989 in our summer series action. I'm going to be honest, um, yesterday was too much of a loving, so I'm looking forward to the conflict on the oh wait one second, we've all agreed on the movie. Right. So <laughs> maybe not gonna happen on this episode, if I'm being honest. So let's go around the host before I let you know the position we're in with what two movies went through and uh what movie we've selected to go through. Uh, joining me, of course, my good friend Doug Telly.
4: How's it going, Doug? Hi, Duncan. I'm not going to uh I mean this might shock people, but we've been uh, recording these back to back. So uh I'm not going to bore everyone with more details. I can't wait to be able to plug my stuff at the very end.
2: Nice. Right. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Jeff? Doing good. And how are you doing, Jeff? Oh, sorry, Jeff. You were about to say something else there and I cut you off. And I'm always saying, I don't, know, you don't say no, enough. No, no. Say I just, something.
1: I'm just mumbling.
2: Just doing some mumbling. <laughs> just old mumbling, Jeff here. Uh, that's, that's what they it. call me. <laughs> Uh, David, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing good. Glad to be here.
2: Nice, right. We we have un- unanimously agreed on the movie here. But it's probably worth taking a second to talk about what actually went through during our 80s series to represent this year. Uh, we picked the Brian Yosna Classic Society, which I stand by. That movie is fucking rad. And um, the Mary Lambert Classic Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Yeah, not a good movie. Not a good movie. <laughs> the thing about it is, I, I feel vindicated on this one because if you go back and listen to that episode, you'll hear that I um, I have checked it by the time Pet Cemetery is, is leading the charge. Interestingly enough, the movie that I was pushing for quite a bit on that episode and was completely outvoted was the movie that we've ultimately picked. Um, and I had that kind of shell shock attitude when we were putting our movies forward and I didn't push for this one because I was like let's just go with the one that like I think everyone will say is great which was the burbs which is a movie I genuinely love I think the burbs is great Um, and it it does my heart good that more people are coming to that over time but I didn't go for the obvious art house choice because that's the one that Duncan goes for that no one else votes for Um, and weirdly this group has just been like you know what we're with you Duncan hand on the shoulder we're with you we hear you so that's what we're going to do on this episode we are going to ratify our selection there can be only one and that's Santa Sangre by Alejandro Jodorowsky Um, he did the story along with Roberto Leone and a little guy called Claudio Argento Wonder who he's related to. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the literal the only reason I picked this movie. It's just not general involved with it. I lied, a kid, a kid, a <laughs> uh, <I> kid, <laughs> kid guys. Before people get upset, uh, the synopsis for this one is: a former circus artist escapes from a mental hospital and rejoins his armless mother, the leader of a strange religious cult, and is forced to enact brutal murders in her name as he becomes her arms. Um, the cast: we've got Axel Jonorowski, Blanca Guerra. Guy Stockwell, Delma Tayokso or Ticox or <laughs> You knew I was gonna struggle with that one, that's why you're laughing. Son of a bitch. Uh Sabrina Dennison, uh Aden Yodorowski, uh Teo and some other folks in here as well. Um some of the trivia and then we're just gonna talk about why this is our pick. Um This film was included on Robert uh, Robert Roger Ebert's great movies list. So there you go. He had a movies list out there. Um, and this is a movie that he liked. It might have been on Robert. It might have been on Robert, uh, <laughs> Robert's list. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, as well, this is this is a movie that he liked from the 80s, which is surprising. Because um, didn't like a lot of movies in the 80s. Uh, this... Um, uh, as a tribute to Mexican horror film, Santa Sangre includes a scene with him, with mass wrestlers and a superwoman named La Santa. Uh, this film was also... Th- these are all just backing up our selections here. This film was included in Empire's 500 greatest movies of all time, which was 10,000 Empire readers, um, 150 of Hollywood's finest, and 50 key film critics voted and the most ambitious movie poll ever attempted and this movie featured in it. So there we go, once again, just solidifying the fact that we are awesome. Um, there are other things here, but I just want to get to why this is awesome. Like, especially now that we have this movie in the old ultra high defs as well, I think you could always, it's a, a Jodorowsky movie, so it's always gonna have that incredible cinematography just like, it's going to have it but having seen this this year um you know in 4K I, like it's almost mind-blowing how good the cinematography is in this one the set design uh, the score it's just it's, it's it's a tour de force and that's before you get into the incredibly ambitious story i i think this one of the most original like stories special from the, like just when you think in the 80s we've kind of run out of ideas which is evident by the fact that Pet Cemetery was the second pick. Um, you know like in, in an ideal world we would have had Society which feels like a very unique movie in itself and we would have had Santa Angry, which also feels like a very unique movie almost kind of pushing the bounds uh, as one last gasp as the decade closes out. But yeah like this movie isn't just style which It gets a lot of criticism for, or the director does as well, by people that I don't think spend time with these movies. Uh, This has a ton of substance as well. Great performances. I think as well, it's a movie that feels very immersive, like especially watching it again for this run through, Um, it's one of those movies that you just lose track of time watching, almost absorbed um, through it. I think it's a... I can't add anything to the, the great conversations that have been discussed about the movie except to say that it would have been my second pick back then. I'm glad that we have uh, we've pushed it through at this stage. I think there's a new audience discovering it particularly off the back of the box sets that've been released and the, the new Blu-rays that have come out that it seems to be getting a bit of a a reevaluation or a rediscovery and if that's the case either way I'm happy and I believe that we are doing the right job putting it through now there is an expert on this episode i say expert because it's a podcast that's dedicated to the director um so we will hand it over to his more learned temperate tones uh, doug tilly we've done a good job here yeah
4: i mean we did i uh, really the only sensible job and i don't want to discount the other movie that really we were talking a little bit about which is The Verbs which yeah. is a really terrific movie I, I actually just recorded a podcast about The Verbs literally yesterday uh, we went on and on about how much we loved it we loved Joe Dante obviously I love Dick Miller yep. uh, who has a small part in that as well great movie I don't want to to give it sh- short shrift but I think Santa Sangre is a masterpiece mm-hmm. uh, I have a podcast over at CinemaSmart called Jodowowski, where we're going chronologically through the work of Alejandro Jodorowsky our most recent episode was on Santa Sangre we talked about it for three hours uh, I spent two weeks just immersing myself in everything audio commentaries interviews uh write-ups in different books different articles so i was really deep into it at the time for those who did not live through the 1980s there was a long period by the way that for jodorowsky the only movie that you could find from him was santa sangre yeah. it at least had a decent vhs release while the holy mountain and el topo and even fondo and lease were just not available not, not to mention the movies like tusk or or The Rainbow Thief or something like that. So this is a movie that that people saw, and for a lot of people for a long time who didn't have like a theatrical experience with Jodorowsky, this was what they thought he was. Uh, and it, it kind of does feel like a summation of him up to that point, because all of his children are in it, even his uh, Teo, who uh, unfortunately passed away. Mm-hmm. It feels very, in some ways, autobiographical. His father was a circus performer. I mean, that's obviously something he has a lot of, of interest in. But also that surreal, I mean, this is a very surreal movie. I always think about that funeral procession with the clowns having the, the tears squirting mm-hmm. out of their eyes. Uh, and, and certainly the unusual dress. It even has the uh, the unusual approach towards animal violence that seems to pop up in a lot of uh, Jodorowski's film, which can be a little uncomfortable at times. Thankfully, in this one, I don't think any elephant was actually hurt. Mm-hmm. I just think it's brilliant. I think it's beautifully performed. It's very original, as you kind of uh, 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 alluded to. And I think Axel's uh, performance as Fenix in this is in amazing. The the physicality of it, you know, it's funny to talk about, we just talked about um, in our uh, last recording in 1979, right, and we talked about, uh, I mean, at this point it shouldn't be a surprise, we talked about The Brood True. and Alien, two movies that really do rely very much on the body horror. Of that era, but this feels kind of like a body horror movie as well. But that body is kind of an extension of a person, right? Where they can't disconnect themselves from from another human being in some ways. A little similar to The Prude, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, It kind of feels like a. Uh, if, if the 1980s was kind of the decade of body horror, this feels like an interesting next step, a next evolution of what that could be. But I think it's it's a beautiful movie. I, I, you already mentioned it. A great soundtrack, great performances. I think it's one that really values revisiting. And for those who, like me, uh, for a long time, their only viewing had been on like a VHS tape, going back and just seeing, especially the first half of the movie, just how, how visually, you know, splendiferous it is. Uh, I mean, it's really worthwhile checking it out. I, I love it. I'm a huge Santa Sangre fan
2: nice handing
1: across to jeff yeah so this again um this is one that i was pretty late to watching i don't know why but that's okay
0: yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) better way than never that's what i see all the time it's okay okay.
1: (laughs) you know doug doug calls it a masterpiece i mean i'm i'm almost right there with him it's it's a spectacle, is what what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, how I would describe it. You and you can, you say you kind of get lost at Duncan. You said you kind of could get lost in this film, watching it and just enjoying it. And you really can. There's just beautiful visuals. Just a lot of stuff going on, and uh, it's, it's just it's really interesting. I I haven't. I think I've seen one other one of
2: his films, Jodorowsky's films. I think it was. Uh, is it holy mountain? Been holy mountain yeah that's like commonly that's probably the next most popular one mm-hmm. in terms of like what people have seen another one that just recently in that box set became widely available so.
1: yeah yeah that's another interesting film for sure um but yeah the, i there's i don't really have too much more to add other than like this is like i said a spectacle or an experience and i think as a viewer you're doing yourself a favor by watching it so if you haven't i would do so
3: nice david final thoughts on the movie yeah this is one that kind of like jeff i was also late to come to like see this one and actually my first watch was my local theater actually showed this in 4k like when that print came out so like when you're talking about losing yourself into that was literally like the little note that i had that i wanted to make sure i bring up is every time i watch this because i gave this a second watch ahead of like when we first were like paring down the list to begin with is i just lose myself in it and i don't even fully understand most of what i'm seeing but it holds my attention to want to figure it out as i'm going through everything and i just love to kind of double down on like the symbolism and like the religious aspects in it are just things that i mean for most part in any movie that i'm seeing as long as it's well done just hits notes for me Mm -hmm. so i mean that just once I'm kind of seeing all this stuff and trying to piece together what's happening here, but it's always one of those ones at the end of it. Like I don't fully understand it, but by the end I'm like, Oh, I get what they're doing here. And this is just an experience that I don't ever like hate my time with it. And it's one of those ones, like I might be on my phone at the beginning of it. And the moment that everything kind of starts, I'm just shut it off and just get lost in it and enjoy my time where it doesn't feel as long as it is.
2: A hundred percent, yeah. I I, mean, run time's just a little over two hours, so, and like I say, I never, never feel it. Like when I in. I I just said, like it's like the rest of the world kind of just evaporates. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I love it when these shows happen where we're just like that. Yeah, there's no need to go any further. This movie's through. So it gives me great pleasure to say that joining uh, the big seat, society and Pet Cemetery, long overdue, but we finally got there, is Santa Sangre. So it will be the third movie, rounding out that, and that three pick going to next year's Thunderdome Summer Series. And uh, I wish it all the success in the world. I know there's quite a few people, uh, host wise, that um, like them, some of uh, Yororoski's work, so I, I reckon it'll do pretty well. When it hits the general pop, gen pop as I'm calling the rest of the host because <laughs> <laughs> obvious these reasons. Uh, right, ladies and gents, uh, I want to thank my host for joining me. We're going to be back again tomorrow. Uh, FYI, that one might be a short episode as well. Um, as we swing into 1999. I'm taking my final break. I'll be right back right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs, ladies and gents. This has been episode 398. This has been a summer series episode where we sat down and discussed the year 1989. And we have put forward one title. There was no argument, there was no debating. There was only vindication from Duncan's standpoint as we have put through the phenomenal work of art that is Santa Sangre, which now goes forward to sit alongside Society and Pet Cemetery at the grandest stage of them all, Thunderdome, for the summer series next year. I am so excited for that. I don't know how many of the hosts that will be joining us next year have actually watched Santa Sangre, so this could be one of these ones that it finds new life. I also don't know how many of you guys out there in the listenership have seen Santa Sangre, or where you like Doug said, like in a position where you've not seen it in years and you saw one of those shitty VHS or terrible Blu-ray renders um, or sorry, not even Blu-ray, DVD renders which just did not make the movie pop like it should so if you've got that Blu-ray, sit and bask in the glory of it in fact it's on streaming channels now so go, experience, come back and and agree hopefully Uh, no need for us to do one of those Facebook groups whole things because there was no options here for you guys there was only really one and that's where we landed and we're all very happy 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 about that so there you go ladies and jets couldn't be any easier than what we just did right there we've still two episodes left tomorrow is the penultimate one of the summer series which i'll be honest this feels like it's been the longest summer series ever and it should have been the easiest and the quickest and a lot of that is me, I have I have factored into a lot of the, the confusion and longevity of what I've done here, primarily releasing 4 episodes a week, but I've enjoyed the format here, and I think that maybe, depending on how we roll into summer series next year, I might want to keep this format of shorter episodes spaced throughout the week, rather than just waterboard you with a 4 hour epic, so we'll see how that works. If I can plan it in my head the way my brain thinks I can, that'll be the format moving forward. Now, ladies and gents, there is a multitude of ways that you can check out Podcasts Under the Stairs, wherever you're listening to right now. Hit subscribe, that way you get the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of Teapots content. Over 1,145 episodes on the feed at the current count. So, yeah, quite daunting, but worthwhile if you get the chance. Uh, but, yeah, they're all there at the touch of a of a button, that button is the subscribe button. We have a sister feed though, which also has an insane amount of episodes as well. That's called the Teapots Collective. It's four shows that I curate for you guys and record, and it's more movie conversations, just in a different spin. We have Chronicle, which is a European horror-exclusive podcast. We have Opera Omnia, which is a podcast that looks every season exclusively at a filmmaker's filmography. This year, in fact this season, which is starting this month, myself and JP are going to sit down and do Alex Garland, his three movies to date, starting off with Ex Machina, and that episode will be dropping on Friday the 30th, so keep your eyes peeled for that. We also have Doing Nasty, where myself and Mark Ball are working through the Tier 3 video nasty movie list, so that's a lot of pain for hopefully your pleasure, but that's optional. And then, finally, where to begin with, which is an interactive podcast where I pick each year a theme, and it can be a subgenre or a specific director or actor or whatever, and then I pick 10 choices that you guys can watch along with me and review. So, at this year we're doing film noir and neo-noir, and the next episode that drops will be for Blood Simple, which is arguably one of the best film noir movies ever fucking made even though it's technically a neo-noir um so yeah there you go that movie's almost 40 years old that's fucking scary man that is absolutely horrifically terrifying but yeah it's almost 40 years old 38 as we stand right now so yeah you can check out all those shows in the Teapots collective and subscribe to that feed subscribing to both the feeds though is the best way to support what i do under the stairs Alternatively, if you're looking for a one-stop shop of all the content that I put out, then that, ladies and gents, is quite simply uh, our website. Uh, you know, everything is here. I post absolutely everything on our website that we do, and that can be found at uh, www.teapotscast.com. See how easy that was to see Um, Yeah, links to everything are there, as well as a link to a show called Yoz's Shite and other regrettable outbursts. It's not horror, but it is a ton of fun. It's a booze-based banter entertainment podcast featuring myself, The Baz, and Scott and Liam from Scott and Liam vs. Evil. We get very, very, very drunk on those shows. We talk about terrible life choices. We try and entertain you with weird news stories from around the globe. And Baz has more stories than I think any of us will ever mind- to the end of he just seems to like effortlessly pull another hilarious shenanigan based story out of his mouth hole so yeah uh, Jaws is Shite. and other regrettable outbursts is exclusively available on Teapotscast.com. if you are out there on the Facebook and you want to interact with us facebook.com follow our scripts forward slash cast gets you the podcast under the stairs interactive polls are over there people chatting about horror you can post the movies you're looking forward to watching movie posters, trailers, engaging conversation about horror or just engaging conversation it's a cool group of people over there and they can all be found at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TPUTSCast the TPUTS, collect- uh, t-puts Collective page is purely a page for me to post everything I'm doing and that can be found at facebook.com forward slash TPUTSCast and lastly, if you like your internet weird, who doesn't? Then that's the Jaws' shite Facebook group page and that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash or regrettable pod. For those that hate the Facebook experience, you'll interact with us with the twin prongs of social media, sexness, Instagram and Twitter. Myself and Baz can be found at Teapotscast for both. Ladies and gentlemen, the podcast Under the Stairs will be winging its way back to you tomorrow. Doing this all over again is another summer series episode. It's the penultimate one of this year. We'll be looking at 1999. No spoilers. Maybe we settled. Maybe we didn't. Maybe there's arguments. Maybe there's not. Tune in tomorrow to find out. So until then, whatever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.
0: Thank